0: Coming up this half hour: cat snoring, dog scooting, and starting the new year out healthy. We'll start with this. We'll get this right out of the way. Dog scooting: why it happens, and when to see a vet. By Jackie Brown, December 2020 in Dogster. Why does dog scooting happen? Should you treat your dog scooting at home or go to the vet? What does dog scooting? have to do with dog anal gland issues. The sight of a dog dragging his butt across the floor might make you laugh or cringe if it happens right in the middle of your elegant dinner party, but dog scooting can be a sign that something is wrong back there. So why does dog scooting happen? And can you ever treat dog scooting at home, or should you always see your vet? Let's learn more about dog scooting. Why does it happen? Dog scooting might happen for a variety of reasons, but usually the issue is itching or pain. If your dog's butt is bothering him, he might drag it on the carpet or grass in an attempt to alleviate that itch or discomfort. Many things cause an itchy butt in dogs, but impacted or infected anal glands are among the most common culprits. Dog anal glands are two small internal sacs positioned on either side of a dog's anus. In normal dogs, they contain a smelly liquid that's excreted every time the dog poops. This is likely a mechanism for marking territory. In some dogs, inflammation prevents this liquid from being expelled when the dog poops. Instead, it builds up inside the two sacs, where it can become very thick, more like a paste than a liquid. Full anal glands can be very uncomfortable for the dog and can even become infected. Other reasons for dog scooting include intestinal parasites, especially tapeworms, injuries or tumors in or around the anus, rectal prolapse, and allergies. In addition to your dog scooting, you might also notice him licking his back end excessively. What to do about it? If you notice your dog scooting just once or twice here and there, you might not need to rush off to the vet, it depends on how much it's happening says Cynthia Carston, DVM, Outreach Veterinarian for the Cora Shelter Medicine Program at the University of California, Davis, School of Veterinary Medicine's Center for Companion Animal Health. Sometimes they might just have an itch, like with most things. It depends on how often it's happening and how much the pet seems to be affected by it. You could try cleaning the area with a gentle shampoo and soft washcloth, making sure to rinse away all the soap completely and dry the area well with a clean towel. When to see a vet? If the dog scooting in question happens more than once a day, or if the behavior goes on for more than a day or two, it's time for a visit to the vet. The first thing the vet will do is a rectal exam, which we all love just to see what's going on with the anal glands and check for any signs of inflammation or infection, Dr. Karsten says. Your vet will likely also want to do a fecal exam to look for any signs of intestinal parasites. If the fecal test comes back positive for any parasites, your vet will prescribe a deworming medication to eliminate the worms and put a stop to your dog scooting. On the other hand, if the anal glands are full or look impacted, the vet will attempt to express the glands. If they're really impacted, they might not express, and then the vet might need to sedate the dog and put medication into the anal glands to get them cleared out so they stay that way, Dr. Carson says. If it really becomes a chronic issue, some dogs need to have them removed. Surgery to remove the anal glands can be complex, so your regular vet might refer you to a specialist. Can you stop dog anal gland issues and dog scooting in the first place? Adding fiber to your dog's diet can firm up the stool, making it more likely that the glands will be able to express on their own when your dog poops. One way to do this is to add a few tablespoons of plain canned pumpkin to your dog's food. Commercial and gland supplements containing fiber are also available. Your vet may suggest anal gland supplements before discussing surgical options. What to do about chronic anal gland distress? Some dogs who frequently develop full or impacted anal glands might benefit from having them expressed manually on a regular basis. Your vet can do this or teach you how if you're not too squeamish. However, not all dogs need to have this done. Some groomers routinely express anal glands while bathing, but it's probably not necessary to express them if your dog is not having any issues, and it could possibly even cause harm. I've heard lots of vets and dermatologists say that you shouldn't mess with a dog's anal glands unless there is a problem. Dr. Karsten explains, in my experience, you should leave them alone unless there's a problem, because if they're healthy, they should express on their own. You can actually cause a problem if you're not careful. From Catster's The Vet is In, Is Cat Snoring Normal? Dr. Arnold Plotnick has this to say in Catster, December 2020. Is it normal for a cat to snore? The short answer is, sometimes. There are harmless reasons for cats to snore and some not so harmless reasons. My friends have heard me complain about my spouse's loud snoring. A snoring cat, however, has never bothered me. My beloved cat, Crispy, who died in 2017, was a notorious snorer. I found her rhythmic respiratory sounds soothing and reassuring. If the environmental sound generator on my nightstand had a crispy snoring setting, I would dial that in every night. Snoring occurs when the tissues in the upper airways, the nose, and the back of the throat, vibrate during breathing. This is most likely to occur when cats are the most relaxed, when they're sleeping. Also, any obstruction to the flow of air through the upper airways can contribute to the onset of snoring. So, is it normal for a cat to snore? The short answer is, sometimes. There are harmless reasons for cats to snore and some not so harmless reasons. Weird sleeping positions can cause cat snoring. The most harmless reason would be a weird sleep position. Cats are master contortionists. Positions that look bizarre to us are often perfectly comfortable for our feline friends. A sleeping position in which the head is oddly twisted can sometimes result in snoring if that position causes slight narrowing of the air passages. This occurs with my cat glitter. If I call her name, she'll briefly awaken, then fall right back asleep with her head in a new position. The snoring usually disappears. Basically, this is the equivalent to nudging your snoring spouse, hoping their new sleep position is quieter. Brachycephalics. Snoring is fairly common in brachycephalic cats, those with flat faces like Himalayans, Burmese, and Persians. These breeds have abnormal nasal anatomy, Their short nasal passages and smaller than normal nostrils can cause obstruction to airflow, resulting in snoring. Another common feature in these breeds is a soft palate that extends farther back than other breeds. This elongated soft palate can partially block the entrance to the trachea, or windpipe, making it tougher for air to pass through, contributing to snoring. Obesity can predispose cats to snoring. Excess fat may deposit in the tissues that surround the upper airways, narrowing the flow of air and making the respiratory sounds more audible, especially during sleep. Snoring is merely one of many reasons why cat owners should prevent their cats from becoming overweight. Infections Upper respiratory viral infections are common in cats, resulting in the same type of clinical symptoms that humans experience with colds coughing, sneezing, runny eyes, and a stuffy nose. Not surprisingly, a cat with a respiratory infection is more prone to snoring. Cats with chronic sinusitis, persistent upper respiratory inflammation and infection are lifelong noisy breathers and are notorious snorers. Nasopharyngeal polyps. In young cats, a common cause of snoring is nasopharyngeal polyps or NPS. These are benign pinkish-white growths that typically arise from the lining of the middle ear and extend into the nasopharynx, the back of the throat. The average age ranges from 14 months to 3 years, although I've seen many cases in kittens between 4 and 8 months. While these masses are benign, not cancerous, they can grow to a size that causes obstruction of the nasopharynx. Affected cats don't just snore when they're sleeping, they snore all the time. Their loud breathing noises, often mimicking those heard in bulldogs and pugs. In addition to noisy breathing, cats with NPs often have nasal discharge, gagging, and trouble swallowing. The most common approach to treatment of NPs involves removal of the polyp using gentle traction. The cat is anesthetized or is heavily sedated. Using a spay hook, a probe like surgical instrument with a small curve at the end, The soft palate is retracted, revealing the polyp. The polyp is then grasped with forceps and gently pulled out. Polyps are growths with a small stalk and it is imperative that the polyp is grasped by the stalk to ensure complete removal, otherwise it may regrow. Removal of a nasopharyngeal polyp can be a very satisfying surgery for veterinarians as the cat experiences immediate relief. I clearly recall my most memorable polyp case, an uncomfortable five-month-old kitten whose breathing could be heard across the room. My staff and I marveled at the dimensions of the polyp, almost the size of my thumb. When the anesthesia wore off, we had a happy, playful new kitten and a shocked and delighted owner. While snoring can be a cute, quirky, harmless characteristic in many cats, it can sometimes be a sign of illness. If your typically quiet cat suddenly starts snoring, or the snoring becomes louder, or if your cat develops other symptoms along with the snoring, like sneezing, poor appetite, weight loss, or difficulty breathing, prompt examination by a veterinarian is warranted. And now for the portion of the program I like to call, Don't Eat That! What's the Best Food for Your Dog's Joints? By Arden Moore, December 2020 in Dogster Magazine. What you select to put in your dog's food bowl and dole out as treats can make a difference in staving off, or at least delaying, the onset of arthritis and other aches and pains in her joints. Prime example, Debbie, a seven-year-old boxer, the first of her breed to ever earn the American Kennel Club's Agility Grand Championship title. Her health in general, and particularly as an athlete, is a top priority for us, and nutrition is the building block to her life, says Kara Armour, professional dog trainer and president of Active Paws in Bolton, Massachusetts. A lot of her success has to do with her conditioning, training, and, of course, what she eats. Kara's previous boxers developed arthritis by age six, so she consulted veterinarians to identify joint-friendly foods and supplements when Debbie was a young pup. Now, she makes sure that Debbie eats meals with cartilage and bone broth, plus takes supplements such as glucosamine and chondroitin, as well as green-lipped muscles and kelp. Debbie has only had one soft tissue injury in her shoulder, which is pretty remarkable given her constant training, Kara says. I know that without good fuel in her body, she wouldn't be able to compete and do so well. Kara also weighs Debbie regularly to make sure she stays at her ideal weight of 47 pounds. Keep your dog at a healthy weight. Extra pounds can tax a dog's joints, no matter the breed, says Dr. Zach Philosoph, president of Telehealth Veterinary Service Valid Vet in Miami, Florida, and consulting veterinarian for Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. From bone and joint disease to metabolic conditions to even cancer, being overweight, has been shown to be a negative contributor to a pet's overall well being, regardless of the size or breed, he says. Dr. Stephanie Liff, owner and lead veterinarian at Pure Paws Veterinary Care in New York City, also works with her clients to help keep their dogs at healthy weights. Excess weight means excess stress on joints and excess impact when exercising, she says. As far as joint tissues, Bulldogs and other chondrodystrophic breeds, dogs who sport short legs and long bodies, such as corgis and dachshunds, are especially prone to joint disease of the hips and elbows. Very active dogs of any breed are more prone to knee injuries, especially tearing the cranial cruciate ligament. What to look for when choosing a joint healthy dog diet? When searching for a joint-healthy diet for your dog, Dr. Liff urges you to work closely with your veterinarian. A balanced diet, in general, is important, but for joint issues? A diet supplemented with glucosamine, chondroitin, and fish oils can be especially helpful, she says. Try giving your dog sardines in water, as this fish is high in omega-3 fatty acids that are great for joint, heart, and brain health. Omega-3s promote anti-inflammation in the body and are also a healthy source of fats, Dr. Philosoff says. It's always better to absorb nutrients from a whole food source instead of trying to supplement diets piecemeal. So adding foods with higher omega-3 and omega-6 rations are ideal. Top choices are crab, cod, salmon, flaxseed, chia seeds, and some green vegetables, of course, consult with your veterinarian. Other key joint-aiding foods and supplements include Green-lipped mussels, heralded as arthritis-fighting superfood. Mussels contain lots of omega-3 fatty acids, glucosamine, and chondroitin. Kale and spinach, both of these leafy green vegetables, are packed with antioxidants that help against inflammation in joints. Glucosamine sulfate. This supplement may produce more cushioning around joints and slow down the rate of cartilage degeneration in active dogs. Conjoint and sulfate. This supplement is a go-to choice to reduce joint inflammation and to increase a dog's mobility. Turmeric root powder. Recent studies have shown that this yellowish powder aids in reducing arthritic inflammation and joint pain. SAM-E, known formally as S-adenosylmethionine, SAM-E, is a dietary supplement that can help treat joint pain and osteoarthritis. And CBD oil and treats. Cannabidiol CBD oil is an extract from the cannabis plant that does not contain the psychogenic tetrahydrocannabinol, THC found in marijuana. We've been seeing promising research about the use of CBD products for pets with joint disease and arthritis, Dr. Liff says. Part of the daily diet. In some situations, the best game plan for your dog may be the need to switch her to a therapeutic diet developed for canines with joint issues. Among the popular diets requiring a veterinary prescription are Purina Pro Plan Veterinary Diets Joint Mobility, Hills Prescription Diet Joint Care, J.D., and Royal Canaan Veterinary Diet Mobility. What's the best game plan for your dog? Regular exercise, maintaining healthy weight, and offering joint-supporting foods and supplements recommended by your veterinarian represent a formidable recipe to help keep your dog free of joint inflammation or pain. There's no doubt that food is the foundation of Debbie's fitness program, Kara says. I always try to include joint-friendly foods from the time my dogs are wee pups and weaned. I make sure each meal is balanced so they have all of their nutritional needs to grow into healthy, active dogs. Next, 5 Ways Pets Can Make Your 2021 New Year's Resolution Stick by Discovery and Best Friends Animal Society, posted on discovery.com December of 2020. It's that time of year again when many of us start making New Year's resolutions. After a tumultuous 2020, it may be more imperative than ever to strive for physical, mental, and emotional balance. The good news is that there is someone who might be able to help you reach those goals who's closer than you think, your dog or cat. Best Friends Animal Society has a few tips to provide you with the motivation to get 2021 started on the right track start moving. Do you have an active dog? Then you have a free personal trainer. Dogs love to get exercise and do it with such enthusiasm. They're sure to make you smile as you head out the door. Walking at a vigorous pace for just 30 minutes five times a week can provide the moderately intensive cardiovascular exercise most physicians recommend. If you and your dog aren't quite ready to hit that goal at the moment, Try a 10-minute walk at your own pace and boost your time by 5-minute increments each week. Some cats even like to go for walks on a leash and harness or in a stroller. If you're not sure how your kitty would feel about it, do some research online to find the safest ways to introduce walking or strolling into your routine. And if you really want to make those steps count, download Best Friends' Rescue Walk app. It's sponsored by Front of the Pack. Rescue Walk not only tracks your mileage, it allows people to raise money for animal rescues and shelters in the U.S. every time they go walking. You can find that link at bestfriends.org. Ease stress. Of course, pets are adorable to look at and fun to hang out with, but it turns out they're also good for you. As research has shown, spending quality time with pets can lessen anxiety, lower blood pressure, and bolster your immune system, health benefits many of us can use. How can you make the most of this natural stress relief? A daily 15-minute break with your cat or dog to meditate is a great start. Sit with your pet in a quiet, comfortable place. Focus on being present, breathing deeply, and stroking your pet's fur. Another option is to break out a yoga mat and do some poses with your cat or dog, which will not only ease stress, but also provide a gentle workout. Eat better Did your eating habits change in 2020? This year, swap out fatty, sweet, or salty treats and start sharing some good-for-you snacks with your pet. Dogs can eat raw sunflower or pumpkin seeds, plus produce like watermelon, blackberries, cranberries, blueberries, bananas, apple slices, and baby carrots, but not grapes or raisins, which can be toxic. Cats can get in on the fun, too. Felines are able to enjoy fish like salmon and mackerel, meats like plain boiled chicken, and even a bit of cheese or egg. Just keep in mind that only 10% of a pet's daily calories should come from treats. Your veterinarian can confirm which foods are appropriate for your particular pet. Venture out. If you've been stuck at home and can't take one more day staring at four walls, leash up your pet or a travel-loving cat if you have one, and hit the road for a daily trip. Many beaches, state parks, and local landmarks are still open for sightseeing, so find a spot. That's sure to boost you and your pet's spirits. Be sure to check state and local guidelines before traveling. Be social. Socializing may seem oxymoronic during COVID-19, but there is a way to be among others safely. Get outside with your dog. They are natural icebreakers, and you're sure to meet like-minded people who want to share stories about their own pets. A game of fetch or frisbee at the local park can also be a fun, socially distant activity to enjoy with friends and family. Wait, what? You don't have a pet? Well, there's no better time than the new year to adopt a new best friend. To get started, visit www.bestfriends.org and find a local shelter or rescue where your perfect pet is waiting. How about five New Year's resolutions for your dog? This one is written by Beth Ann Mayer, December 2020, in Dogster. Helping your dog achieve something can bring the two of you closer together. You love your dog just the way he is, but helping him make a change or learn something new can be a fun bonding experience for the two of you. Learning a trick or discovering a new place can also be mentally stimulating for a pup. And helping an overweight dog lose weight can extend his life. January is traditionally a time to set new goals for ourselves. And dogs can get in on the fun, too. These five New Year's resolutions will help your dog have a happier, healthier 2021. Help your dog achieve his weight loss New Year's resolution. Almost half of dogs ages 5 to 11 weigh more than they should. Excess weight puts pups at a greater risk for cancer, heart disease, and joint issues. If your fur baby needs to trim down, there are many ways to help him get healthier while keeping things fun. Think daily 30-minute walks and games of fetch. Your vet can also help prescribe a healthy eating plan. Teach your dog a new trick this year. Not only can you teach an old dog new tricks, you should. Keeps them physically and mentally active, which can extend their lives or at least up their quality of life during their golden years. The keys to helping your dog learn something new? Start simple. Be ready to reward them with treats and praise and pace yourself. Don't expect Fido to master it right away. Stay patient and upbeat, and he'll likely master it eventually. Stop eating the house. You love coming home to your dog every day, finding out she ate your favorite throw pillar? Not so much. Help your dog stop chewing by understanding why she's doing it. It's not spite. Puppies are exploring, and older dogs may have separation anxiety. Part of getting your dog to nail this resolution is on you. You'll need to supervise her, and if you notice chewing, redirect her attention rather than scolding her. Give her plenty of acceptable toys to chew on and consider crate training her for when you are not around. Help your dog fall in love with water. If your version of fun in the sun involves water but your co-pilot pup isn't into it, it can put a major damper on your summer plans. There are steps you can try, including starting with a kiddie pool, keeping things pressure free and letting your dog go at his own pace. Remember though, you want this to be fun. Don't force it. If your pup really wants to stay landlocked, let him be. Make traveling more your dog's New Year's resolution. Hopefully 2021 will be a healthier year for humans and pups alike as we start putting COVID-19 in our rear view mirrors. Road trips became more popular this year and even when the pandemic ends, they're still a fun option, especially because they allow you to bring your dog. Pack essentials, like a crate and an ID tag, and plan ahead. If you're staying in a hotel or with a friend, ensure your pup is the perfect guest. Where should you go? The sky is the limit. Well, it looks like we might have time for some jokes, some pet jokes. We'll start with this. What do cats have for breakfast? Mice Krispies. What did one flea say to the other flea when they came out of the movies? Should we walk home or take a dog? Ba-dum-bum. What do you call a dog magician? A labracadabrador? A pony went to see a doctor because he couldn't speak. I know what's wrong, said the doctor. You're a little horse. What happened to the dog that ate nothing but garlic? His bark was much worse than his bite. And what's the difference between a fish and a piano? Say it with me. You can't tune a fish. And that will do it for this week. I'm your host, Mary DeFranco. I hope you enjoyed the program. Thanks for listening. Please join me next time. And don't forget, please spay and to your pets. It's healthy for them and the environment.